Hello and welcome back to another episode of Destroy Digital, a digital marketing podcast. I'm Chris Asher. And I'm Mark Chen. And Mark, in the last episode, we talked about uh, Kaylee Chu. Yep. Uh, we went through the website project scope questions. Mm-hmm. But this week, what is going on? I don't know. E-commerce questions? Why not? What a shit... Uh, So this episode, we're talking about e-commerce questions. We ran through the project scope questions and hopefully you got some good information out of that, some good things to think about if you're doing a website. Even if you run over your website... With a bus. Yes. (laughs) And think about those questions. How how do you feel you've achieved... Uh, how does your website hold up with, you know, your goals and all of that yep. stuff? That's yep. that's your homework. Mm. I'm giving mm. out homework now. That's <laughs> I don't know why. Yes, Mr. Asher. Yes. Okay. Uh, e-commerce questions. Should we pick it back up if you if you if this is the first episode that you listen to of the you podcast? Got to go back. Go one, back at least at one. least one episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and what we we've, we've done in the last episode was um. And so, uh, well, uh, someone that we've had on the show before, Kaylee, yep. is um, looking to redesign her website. Yep. And we used it as an opportunity to give you some tips on what to look out for when you're rebuilding or building a new website. Yeah, all of the things to think about before you approach your web development company, whether they're a marketing company, that's probably a good place to yeah, yeah. to go if I'll, you really want to get the most out of it. Well, to, that's right. I mean, the thing that you've done with your question is, Chris, is that you've actually given a, some, a few shortcuts yeah. for people who haven't got the marketing strategy down. But, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So if they're, if they're going to DIY their thing yeah. as well, yeah. go through that, make sure that all, all of those questions are answered. Are answered, yeah. And then, you know, if even if it's just a, sw- a Squarespace website exactly. that you're going to put together yourself. Just for, for, just for the hell of it. But obviously, as a uh, strategist, I highly recommend yep. that you do your strategy before you reach out yes. to your website developer. Absolutely. Before you even go to these questions, because your strategy will provide you with the answers to these questions. Exactly. Your brand work and your marketing strategy work, you know, um, you know it's like... The first thing to do with an MB when you do an MBA course is to teach you how to write a business plan. You know, and that's actually usually your first port of call before you have a business. Yeah. What's your plan? Not me. I've 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 not <laughs> not me. I've seen your plan, Chris. It's written on the back of that napkin. We know that <laughs> napkin that you keep under your laptop. We actually do have a business plan for uh, Podwell, though. So yeah, yeah. Which I don't know. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure if I believe in business plans. Well, plans change. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, though. That's the thing. Um, if you don't, well, if you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. But then at the same time, you've got to be aware. The moment you put your plan in action, you've got to be prepared to change it. Yes. Okay, that's a good point. You got to be agile. Yeah. So let's start with uh, the first section is customers. So in um, our case... Yeah, with, okay, yeah. yeah with, with, Kaylee's, with Kaylee, what is the e-commerce product? Yep, all right. So she's written a book and it's published. Yep. And she's selling it. It's doing really well, I've heard. 
Um, yeah, look, the part of the the whole uh, um, speaking engagements that she does yeah. is that she also has an opportunity to sell books. Ah, uh, yeah, cool, awesome. You know, so people get take take a piece of the um, you know, of the of the uh, hundred the lunches of the and, knowledge exactly, yeah. and the book's really useful. Yeah, it's not just a bit of fluff. It's actually got a checklist on how to implement your own hundred lunches. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah. All right, so we've got a book. So customers. Number one, does your online store sell only to Australia or will international sales be required? Definitely international sales. There's two digital versions Yep. and one physical version. Okay. So once again, this is just all of the stuff that you need to think about if you're going into an e-commerce site. Like mm. So then because one of the things with international sales is currency. You've got to currency co- collect international money international yeah all of that sort of you got to ship stuff internationally um will there be any number two will there be any restrictions on who can buy from the store for example only registered users things like that yep yep and especially if you have international uh commercial arrangements yeah you're not allowed to sell in certain jurisdictions because of licensing yeah that could be an issue yep yeah um okay so do you is my question. No, we own the right to okay, the book, cool. so we can sell it to anyone we want. Yeah. All right. Will users be able to create an account on the site? Uh, in our case, probably not. Yep. Fair enough. Mm. Doesn't need to because they're not like it's not like an online store where they're going to be returning no, customers. How many right. times are they going to buy this book? Well, depends. I mean, on you buy what... it once and then photocopy it, don't you? Isn't that <sighs> well, what we do in this if, pirate age? Yeah. If someone's buying multiple copies of your book every six months, you might be wondering if they're using it for toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, did I wonder if pirated books existed where people would buy it and then write it out? Or like transcribe it and then print them I, off I, I and then send them I think that used to happen around, in primary, when we were in primary school. Really? Yeah. Now they just scan them. Okay. In fact, Google's done that for you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but I mean, digital books, yeah, you can share them around. But before digital books, did they photocopy them? Oh, or? totally. Really? Totally. I mean, I mean, there was the, um, in the Middle Ages or the Dark Ages, Yeah, that's what the monks did. They photocopied them. No, no, no. They literally copied them with ink. Yeah. They like put a, one next to each other and they'll copy out word for word and then say, hey, so what guess what? I've got is, two books. So what you're saying is monks are the original pirates. Absolutely. Okay, cool. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. Um, will there be different... Number four. Will there be different user groups? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just realizing how much of a tangent we went from that last question. I almost, this one just doesn't even relate anymore. <laughs> Um, will there be different user groups with different pricing, for example, wholesale customers, retail customers, all of that sort of thing? Will there be pricing groups for your one book product? Um, no, not at all. Okay. Uh, it's just, you know, a simple product, right? But yep. I guess if you have, if you have product tiers, you want to think about those things. Yeah. So there might be like some cases we've done a couple of, uh, I don't know why, but we've done a couple of like food uh, what are those SMC FMCG yeah those ones um, and so they're manufacturing their food product yep um, and they're selling it and they're they're a prime candidate for retail and wholesale customers they might only have four products that's right but they might want to give uh, wholesale pricing yeah, absolutely to, so you got to log in and have yeah. your, your own thing and then, of course, with FMCG food products, you have to worry about quarantine laws as well and things like that. Yeah. 
So there's all sorts of things. So mm. um, then, okay, now let's move on to the product. Yep. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. um, how many products will be loaded onto the system for launch? Yeah, well, depends on, well, for us. Yeah. Like three. Three? What, yeah. are, uh, what are the three? Uh, a Kindle version, a PDF okay. version, and a yep. physical version. Okay, so wouldn't the Kindle version you'd have to do through Amazon anyway, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, it would probably be a link that takes okay. you to them. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. but okay, so the there's really for the, your products there'd be two digital and physical, mm-hmm. um, and do all products have unique SKUs? Uh, in our case, possibly. <laughs> it's only three products. <laughs> it's like one product. I know. I know. With a in your code. case, in yeah, your in case. My case, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like larger stores and stuff. Oh, absolutely. One of, the, one of the problems that I see, which is, I don't know, it's sometimes products share SKUs, oh, even though they've got like a slightly different, I hate that. Don't, get don't me, do it. Don't get me started. I've got a, I, I used to be a partner in a fashion brand. Yeah. And um, it was run. See, every size should have its own SKU, right? And every color. Yeah. So you have a unique identifier for every Every product. single product. Because barcodes, you buy a whole range of them, right? And you yeah. just, just issue them out. Yeah. Um, but what happened with this um, with this brand that I bought into, uh, this label I brought into, um, she just, didn't have just any so, barcodes. Just so everyone knows that an SKU is... A stock, stock keeping unit. Ah, okay, cool. Yep. Perfect. I didn't yep. know what it stood for, but it's, I knew it was pr- the code for that Well, you product. don't even know how it's pronounced, mate. Skew. It's skew. Yeah, skew. I know. Yeah. How many skews you got? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, like those web earls. Those <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, so when we tried to go online, yeah. um, we had a massive time just trying racking our brains, trying to make sure that people don't ship the wrong thing. Yeah. Because we okay. didn't have... We didn't have unique uh, SKUs for each product item. Mm. Um, so we had to start creating an inventory system from scratch and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so that can be a bit real problem when you're doing an online store because people order stuff and then you're out of stock and then you got to say, hey, what what's our process right. here? And, and you then they reorder. Go, what happens when you need to reorder and go to your supplier and say, I need more of this product? Yeah. Uh, which product is that? Oh, you know, um, yeah. So... Please have unique SKUs or SKUs yep. for each Earl. For Earl. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. It really helps us as well mm. <laughs> as mm. developers. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, do all products have images and approximately how many images, minimum and max? Yeah. Roughly? See, that's important. That's yep. really important, um, especially in terms of formatting. And in terms of if you're a fashion product, you know, you make sure you need your clothes to look good. Yeah. And you need to have, you know, the right. And if you're using models, you've got to organize that properly. Also from, a, uh, you know, scoping perspective, if you're like, they've got eight images each. Well, yeah. we need to maybe build a gallery for the product page Absolutely. or how are we going to deal with all these images yep. when we import them all and load them all. Yep. All of that sort of stuff. So it's really important to mm. understand what what is involved in loading one product onto your site. Exactly, exactly. I mean, if, if we turn around and say you only one image for everything and then halfway through the build... It turns out there's eight like, images for everything, uh, but we haven't scoped, scoped for a for gallery yeah, or yeah. a slider or whatever it is. Exactly, and yeah. the page might not even be able to absorb a slider. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's laid out just in for a one image. Way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So um, it can really throw a spanner in the works is what we're trying to say. Yes, so we need to know what we've got to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it's it's good to uh, 
be able to go, oh, look, they've got heaps of images. We can do a really cool slider or whatever yeah. um, gallery. So uh, that helps. Then the next question is, do the products have configurable options, for example, color size, etc.? cetera? Um, and we've, we've talked about this uh, just before. Do the products have complex options, things that will like things that will change those uh, the price yep. or SKU when selected? So, color size will change the SKU. We would hope, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but there might be things that change the price yep, of absolutely. the product. So we need to understand how complex are these products. Yep. You know, you'd be surprised at a number of uh, um, brands that don't do this well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring up a car analogy. Okay, right, cool. Cars, it's about time yeah. we had, <laughs> had uh, Mark's analogy segment. Yeah. yeah, with, yep. yeah. With, with, this, with This time with cars. With cars, always, always, always with cars. I like cars because um, um, everybody understands them. Like the last, when you go to the uh, Mini Cooper site, yeah, you can spec out your Mini Cooper with a whole heap of options. Sure. And every time you add an option, it increases the price of your car. Yeah. You could get to a point where the options cost more than the base car. Okay. Right? And but you as a but as a brand, you need to think these through. Cause you know, you, you gotta you gotta think of your pricing, you think of the stock behind it, right? And so that when someone's building their dream car, um, it comes up with a with a viable option at the end. Yeah. And then when they if they do want to purchase it or they have a way to save that so that they can go to a dealer and get that particular car, right? Interestingly, a lot of brands don't do this well. Sometimes you go in and then while you're halfway through putting in the options or the package or whatever, and then it just um, <laughs> it just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd be surprised by the number of people that don't think this through. Yeah. Or it could be just as simple as, you know, we sell muesli, a 50-gram packet is this much, or a 100-gram packet is this much. Or a box of 12 is this much. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's all those sorts of things that we've got to take into account. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. On to question number six. Are all products available in all locations that the store, store sells to? So um, are some only available in Australia? Some are only available in Europe? Yep, absolutely. Know, all because, that sort of thing. Yep, same thing with the car analogy, right? Your left-hand drive cars, right-hand drive cars, you're putting this accessory here. This, it doesn't even mean that country's laws, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, so you've got to work those things out. Um, with food, we've talked about that. Quarantine laws might be an issue for some jurisdictions. Yep. Licensing could be a, there's a bunch of issues as well there. Um, yeah, so you need to you need to really scope this out properly. Yeah. So this one's uh, pertinent to the Kaylee Chu one. Uh, will there be any digital products sold as downloads? Yes, absolutely. Which means that we have to make sure the download mechanisms all work in yep. the, and all of that stuff and there's support uh, ticketing or potentially. Yep. I mean, smaller sites, no, just an email address. Yeah. You know, yep. but all of that sort of stuff, we need to make sure it's all there, it's all working. That's right. And the last thing you want is for someone to pay nine ninety five for a download. You send them a link and then you find that link on Reddit. <laughs> Yeah, and everyone's exactly. downloaded your product. So it's an expiring link, yeah, um, or a one-time use link. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I think uh, the ones that we do with WooCommerce mm-hmm. are a three-time. You can set their number of times, yep, that can, so it could yep. be a three-time use. That's what I usually go for, yeah, just in case. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, are there any subscription-based products that give members access to specific content on the site? No, ah, yeah. So you want to put that be- put it behind a login wall? Yeah, yep. 
behind the paywall, y'all. Everything's behind a paywall now. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's basically that. Then mm-hmm. we go to the most boring part. I mean, it's the most fun for the person who owns the website. Yeah. It's the most boring for the people building the website. Oh, what is it? Sales and shipping. Oh. Are you registered for GST? That's a standard question because some people have hobby sites yep. that they want to just get off the ground, might yep. make forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year from it and yep. be happy with that and not yep. charge GST. Mm. Um, what payment options will be available? For example, credit card, cash mm. on delivery, Bitcoin, mm-hmm. etc. I yep. just put Bitcoin in there because I thought it was funny to how do, add Bitcoin. How do you pay by Bitcoin online? You can, it's the only way you, pay, you can pay by Bitcoin. You just answered the question list. with the last word of the question. Yeah, so you just how do you pay with quit Bitcoin, Bitcoin online? On yeah, with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly how. Yeah. <laughs> what payment gateways will be used? So PayPal, Stripe... All of that sort of thing. Yep. Um, who will be providing shipping? Australia Post, GHL. Wh- or yourself. Or yourself. Yourself. Um, will shipping costs be... Ca- this is this is the worst part. I hate the shipping section oh. of any website, especially when they start going... So for me, I really like when a client goes, we've got an e-commerce website, we're building shipping into the price of the product and... And that's it. And that's it. And we'll yeah. ship anywhere. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No worries. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. What do Thank you sell? You so pa- much. We sell paper clips. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, but, Perfect. you know, most of the time that's not the case. So shipping costs, are they going to be calculated or flat rate? Um, well, if you buy 200 bucks worth of product, we'll, uh, we'll throw in shipping. Yeah. If you buy $50 worth of product, we'll subsidize your shipping by $5. And then if you buy $10 worth of product, uh, you have to pay for full shipping. But what if but you if live in the UK and all of that And you want it for three days. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Urgent, urgent delivery. And then there is, yeah. So it's just the really boring stuff that you've got to get. A, a good understanding of your product and your offering before you go. Yep. Like we don't want to come to the end of the project and then go. Oh, we don't. Know oh, how are we going to yeah. ship mm. this? How are oh. we going to charge? Yeah. Mm. 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 All right. So, uh, all that said, uh, so then the problem with calculated shipping, right? Especially like, well, with calculated shipping generally, mainly Australia Post. That's what I've mainly used for calculated shipping. It goes by weight or volume? Uh, it goes by all of those things. <laughs> so <laughs> all of your products need to have a size and weight data that we can load up to the website. So if yep. you've got a thousand products on your website, you'd, yep. you'd better have a thousand bits of product weight data and size data, length, width, yep. uh, height, yep. Vol- yep. girth. Yep. Um, yep. what all of the, whatever the things yep. are, yep. um, yep. width, length and height mm. and also weight. They're the things that we need to know. Yep. Um, and then we can automatically calculate shipping, uh, through those things. So yeah. And then will the size of an order affect shipping rates? For example, like you said, over a mm. hundred dollars free mm. shipping, yep. all yep. that sort of thing. Yep. Um, and now on to the real exciting stuff. Oh, right? there's so even that's, more. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a couple more little sections. Yep. Um, administration, right? How fun is this? 
This is possibly our best episode that we've ever done on Destroy Digital. Not as none of us are smiling. Welcome to the magical <laughs> world of administration. I knew a company went to administration. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one. Will products need to be imported and exported by a CSV spreadsheet for pricing or stock management? Sometimes people want to just load in a, a CSV sheet. Like, uh, how is it connected? Like, okay. Sometimes they need these things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get it. So do we need to build that stuff in? Um, Can I come back in about five, 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah, no worries. Will inventory be managed by the site or will integration with a third-party inventory management system be required, Mark? Will it be? It will be by the site, won't it, inventory? <laughs> what? For Kaylee True? Uh, yeah. That would be by the site? Yep. Um, that's always good. Nice and easy. Um, how many, this one is one Our of the ones. Our shipping department is Kaylee, you know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is, but this is one of the worst questions that I always hope it has one answer and that answer is also one, um, which is how many locations slash warehouses will be oh, holding inventory. Yes, yes, yes. Because yes. when we start going into multi warehouse shipping, inventory management, oh. all of that stuff. Well, the, your logic map has to be so oh. precise. Yeah. I want, you know, urgent delivery, three hour delivery, but and I o- live in Preston. But the other thing is like sometimes it's fine because they might have something that we can integrate with. That already, right? yep. That yep. already does that. Yep. We'd hope if there's multiple warehouses that they've got something like that. No, you would hope but so. I have experienced in my time companies that are just like, No, we have this one server that we all access. Yep. And yep. it's just that's it. Yep. Because we old school. Yep. Um, Inventory is managed out of a Google spreadsheet. Well, no, Excel I think spreadsheet. no. A uh, what are those um, those old Microsoft databases? A uh, what? Not SQL. No, no, no. no. Old, what? 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 Uh, uh, access database. Oh my god! Like that kind of a thing <laughs> where we all access this one access database, database. Yep. that manages it's our inventory. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The worst. Yeah. Please, please, if you're considering going to www.oinkdigital.com.au for your e-commerce website and you have a react and and react a uh, access database then uh, please hold the phones underwater until they die <laughs> okay and lastly which this is actually goes back are there any third party integrations required CRM newsletter but this is more in the e-commerce checkout process oh yep like how are we going to integrate that sort of stuff so mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. we probably do the newsletter I would say yeah get them to, to sign up at yeah. that point yeah or the checkbox yeah yeah yep. Um, okay, and then do we have any custom requirements? Because some e-commerce websites have custom requirements like, like that what? are not part of the most of most core e-commerce stores. Well, you'd be surprised how many have custom requirements. Like, um, if you have a look at this list below, I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading this uh, at all. Oh, right. Uh, multiple shipping addresses per order. Oh, so, yes. like, if yep. you're a florist yeah. or something like yep. that and you want to buy a whole bunch of things and ship them to different yeah, places. Yep. Um, or you might be a some sort of a provider that has standard recurring orders where, mm-hmm. like, you're providing to cafes or yep. something like that. Yep. And you want to log in, make your standard order, and then every week that automatically gets ordered yep 
Uh, maybe there's product customization, like build your own, like you were talking about before with the Mini Cooper. Yep, yep. Um, ability to upload graphics. Say you're a printing company and you mm. want to put your graphics on there. That's yeah. a bit of a, yeah. yeah. Ability to add text for engraving or gift messages, for example, mm. or checkout add-ons with upsells like gift wrapping, etc. Or if there's anything else you can think of, which usually people do at the last minute, and quite frankly, <laughs> I'm tired of it, please provide the details. <laughs> All right, and so that's we... the end of the e-commerce section. Really? Yep. Are so you... these are all things that people really need to think about. Write down. Okay, we'll plan it all out. Mm. Um, and if you're if you're going to a web developer again, and they're not asking you all of these things up front, then it's they're a red probably flag. yeah yeah. yeah totally. You're probably going to have issues if they're managing your e-commerce store. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, it's a business tool. You've got to treat it like a business process. You've got to sit down with your logistics people. You've got to sit down with your ops people. You've got to sit down with your warehousing people and work out what the nitty gritty ins and outs are going to be. Then you need to sit down with your with your financial people and work out how much these things are going to cost. Because, you know, um, you've got to give this data to your web developer to to put it in, right? But on top of this, a lot of, like, people, this is their entire business. Mm-hmm. So... Make sure you're getting someone experienced to build that for you who've done this before. Oh, if you haven't done it before. Yeah, 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 I get that. If you're opening up an e-commerce store and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this, this is going to be great. I got my web developer, they're going to help me out and we're going to work through this all together and they're doing it really cheap for me. (laughs) It's going to be great. (laughs) No, no. Because there's certain things that you want to be able to build into your shopping cart as well. Right. Some there can be things that you want to have like a roadmap of okay, because like once you've marketed it all, you've got everyone coming there, they're buying stuff, it's yep. working. Cause sometimes sometimes the best thing to do is not to launch with all of the things. Mm-hmm. If you can what's the MVP? MVP, yeah, minimum viable product. Right? Yeah. What's yep. that that you can launch your website with and start getting that income? Yep. Then you can use that income to do phase two, phase yep. three, phase yep. four, yep. and then and then maybe by phase five, you get to your original, this is what my big idea for the store is. Yes. But sometimes you don't, you don't just jump from one to five. Oh, absolutely. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, we, without having an international audience or, 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 a, or a market, well, let's not ship internationally. Let's just sell locally. And, and this you is know. one of the reasons that being open with your budget can help your provider help you plan that roadmap. Here's mm. what's viable for that opening budget. Yep. You know that that's going to work because yep. you've got experienced people doing it. Mm-hmm. Then let's move on to step two. Once we've hit this goal of sales or whatever it is, yep. that's when we pull the trigger on step yep. two and it becomes, a, it's an evolving ongoing process. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, some, and sometimes you might be in a position where you need barcodes, for example. Yeah. Because, you know, you need unique SKUs. Yeah. And no point coming to your web developer before you've got that in place. No. Because they're not going to go to GS1 and get you your barcodes. Yeah, so you've got to exactly. go do it yourself. Yeah. Or get someone else to, or a retail consultant mm. to help you sort that out. Yeah. You know, which is, that's why I mean, you've got to talk to your inventory people, your operations people, your warehousing people. So that's a lot to think about. Yes, it is. <laughs> I like that you're just like, hmm, it's a lot to think about. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So go rewind the episode and listen to it again. Yeah. And think about it. Really yeah. think about it. And then head over to Apple Podcasts. 
And give us a good review? Yeah, why not? I would if I were me. And I am. So I will. And I did. There we go. Did you? Yeah. And then after that, why don't you head over to www.destroydigital.com.au and uh, submit your business so that we can give you the old lowdown on... <laughs> I'm trying to be all, tr- all like trendy, but like an old person. We'll give you the old lowdown on the who's it's and the whatnots. <laughs> Um, and we'll have a look at your socials while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> and your interwebs. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll give you some ideas for content. We'll give you some ideas to maybe uh, better represent yourself online through, you know, website structure, yep. things that you might be able to do. We'll give you ideas for things that you can activate and do yourself. Yep. Um, without having to pay other people to do. Because well, sometimes right. DIY is the best why. Especially when you're starting I. out. The way to like, D. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. DIY is mm-hmm. the best way to D. D. Yeah. No, DI. D. Destroy the, something. Okay, there D. we go. <laughs> DIY is the best way to DI, is what I was trying to say. Go destroy something today. <laughs> <laughs>